-hmm. right? So if they lose, you get to own it and they get to learn that failure. I think that was something that I did before. I took their failure on myself and I didn't get to learn from their own failure. And then uh, also then you get to own their own wins. They say, oh, well, it's because I have Cody in my life. No, that's not why. Right. It's because you earned it. So that's Mm -hmm. a big one right now. Uh, uh, I would say everything rises and falls on leadership is a big one. Uh, I need to grow so others can grow with me. So that's Mm -hmm. one. And then the big one, this is going to hit me, kind of plays into all these. I listen to Craig Rochelle. He always says, people would rather follow a leader that's always real than one that's always right. It's kind of the Cody version, but I don't need to have all the answers. I can come in with my realness, with my rawness, and say, I may not know the answer here, but we can do this together. And I know that we can succeed and we can push past this storm. And through my realness and rawness, we've been more united. People want to people serve alongside me more because of my realness and rawness. And I don't have to have this like, well, what if I don't know the answer? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's touch on that for a second. Cause right. Let's just talk about the industry you're in. You're in real estate. Things in real estate have been kind of crazy, right? Uh, for, especially over the last six months. So it'd be really easy for maybe a leader or someone in your guys' position to be like, well, you know, the market's awful or gosh, you know, rates are too high or, you know, prices haven't fallen down yet or, you know, what, whatever the things may be. And yet you guys are still, um, succeeding, right? You're still growing in almost kind of in spite of that. And so obviously culture plays into this, uh, you know, hugely, I'm sure. But what do you think has really helped you guys and specifically how you've been coaching your team to maybe look past, you know, some of the really easy things that could be a stumbling block? Yeah, I think no matter what the, the market in our real estate world shows, people can have excuses. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I'm really grateful for is our team has been so consistent and not just, I always tell them this, I say consistency is greater than intensity. Mm. So instead of like brushing your teeth for an hour, one day a week, you want to brush them for 10 minutes every single day, twice a day. And so with us, whether it's lead generation, lead follow up, serving our clients, I always say, man, be consistent. And they've been so consistent like we're in the office, we're door knocking, we're cold calling, we're calling our leads, we're taking care of our clients. And so consistency always pans out. And so mm-hmm. we don't let the excuses come in. And even sometimes now, like if we hear a teammate say like, oh, it's just the market. We're like, okay, hold on. Is that 100% true? Mm-hmm. What can you control in that? And mm-hmm. it's been really impactful. Uh, and on top of that, we just finished a book by my friend Ray Santiago is called the pillar bees. I, I showed you that book. Yeah. And the last chapter we just read talked about this. He said, well, the, it's not a matter of it. If the event is good or bad, it just is. So, okay. Yeah. Interest rate is six and a half percent. I can see why people wouldn't want to buy right now, but there are people still buying and there mm. are people still selling. So why are they picking someone else versus you? Right. Right. Yeah. And so, we're focusing on reaching those people. And we had a conversation this morning. It was, there's people out there that need our help. Are you willing to go wade through the rejection to find the person that needs the help? Mm-hmm. And the story is, I mean, I've had story after story, testimony after testimony of clients buying their first home or a rental property that changed their life forever. And if I didn't push past the rejection, I never would have been able to help them. Mm-hmm. So it's worth it for me to get to those people 
with a person that cusses you out over the phone or slams the door in your face because I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of helps overcome some of those no's, right? Or, or it continues to kind of fuel your, you guys and what the work that you get to do through those stories, if I hear you right. 100%. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, obviously sales team, sales culture, you're cold calling, you're doing some of those things. And you mentioned consistency. What are some of the things that you found to be really successful to help your folks stay motivated um, when they are doing some of those activities that, that can be kind of hard or, or kind of feel like a grind? Yeah, we had our team meeting this week. It's interesting. How you do anything is how you do everything. I believe that. And I think how you show up is a direct correlation of your fitness your diet and your sleep. Hmm. I think there's other things. I think relationships, I think your spiritual life, all those things happen and play a role. But the triangle I look at is, are you getting into the gym or running or swimming or biking or doing something active where you can just release those, those hormones that you need to feel oxytocin, right? Are you getting enough sleep or did you stay up all night and now you're haggard in the morning trying to make phone calls and, or hung over, right? Uh, and then your diet, like you, t if I'm fasting and I eat nothing and I have a quad shot Americano, I'm going to feel a little bit different. Yep. Right. Or if I eat a donut, I'm going to feel a little bit different. So that's kind of my triangle is if you have those all dialed in, usually you show up to work different and you show mm -hmm. up in your relationships different. So it's really weird. It's like this ethereal thing of like really the direct factor is your fitness, your diet and your sleep, but it plays a huge role into how you show up as a teammate and for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So kind of having those building blocks consistent and then you can show up in some things that maybe are a little bit harder, right. Or could, could feel kind of hard on their own, but then when you don't have some of those areas mastered or, or doing well with them, um, then it makes it maybe even more difficult. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, other things too, time blocking, we go through schedules together. When are you lead generating for two hours at a time? Uh, when are you showing appointments? Um, when are you going on showings, listing appointments, all that? So we look at their calendar too, and usually it's pretty dialed in on what what time they're doing what until they go home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, to to shift gears a little bit, you know, you've obviously touched on faith a few different times. Um, you're wearing a Jesus sweatshirt, you know. I, I know what you're all about here, um, which is awesome. And so, my question to you is: as a, a leader and a business owner, sometimes there's there, there can be a tension for folks of like, how do I talk about my faith and lead people, or you know, what can I say, what can I not say? Um, you know, how has that sort of helped shape your faith? Help shape sort of the leader that you are and sort of how you uh, interact with your team every day? Yeah, I started out in real estate with leaders and people in the industry saying, okay, you have to separate your faith from your work. And I don't know, I'm kind of a sold out Jesus freak, to be honest. And I just heard that, I'm like, I appreciate your thoughts, but that's just not me. And so I just let Jesus play into every conversation. That's all the time we have for this episode. To keep listening, continue on to the next part.